Hey everybody, this is P. Norman Grant and Slim Jim with another Grapefruit Agenda, where we summarize, analyze, criticize, scrutinize, and sometimes pulverize the fake news of the day. Why grapefruit? Because we're sweet on conservatism and sour on liberalism. Today's episode is called Hyden Biden Lion. Hyden Biden Lion. The Lion of Hyden Biden. Joe Biden. So he announced his run for the second presidency. Scary thought. Slim Jim, does that scare people like you? Yes, it does. <laughs> We're scared stiff. And started lying. Wait a minute. He's, he's announcing his presidency and started lying right from the jump. He started lying right in front of the world, right away. So at the press conference. So he was, I wrote down here, how does the press let him, this is the press now, Washington Post, all the people, the reporters, New York Times, how does the press let him prevaricate, obfuscate, and exaggerate without calling him out? I like that word, calling him out. I mean, when, they, when you call somebody out, how would you, we're just going through synonyms and antonyms. How would you define calling him out? We're just going to expose? Questioning his veracity. We question his veracity and his motivation is true. So here's the, the President of the United States lying to the American people. So what he said, number one, um, among others, I put down the top five I heard. So he calls people who look like you and me MAGA extremists. MAGA extremists. So if it's make, a, make America great again, we're people who follow Trump, not married to him. We're following Trump. I thought he's a great president. So we're called MAGA extremists. But I'm not sure what the extremists refers to. How are we extreme? When... Far, the president. Far right. Far right. Well, yeah, far, far right on a, on a branch that's very thick, by the way. If we're going to go out in the far end of the, the tree, it's still pretty thick. It ain't no wobbler. So if the president of the United States says that the MAGA extremists are cutting Social Security. Now, we've been through this. We've seen that you know, Tim Scott, not Tim Scott, Rick Scott, mm. Rick Scott, uh, running for his own Senate seat again, had a, some kind of plan to alleviate some of the pain that Social Security is going to cause us, either right away or soon, uh, pretty soon. We're not going to be able to pay for it, Social Security and Medicare. I mean, unless we start contributing or having more babies, that would help. Yeah, that could help. More workers. We need more workers. So instead of importing them across the border and from the tropics and the jungles, maybe have more babies. So MAGA extremists are cutting Social Security. No one has said that in the Republican Party. It denied it. It has been denied. It's been, it's been debated and rhetorically just submerged. So he still is lying to say Republicans are calling for cutting Social Security. Lie number one. How about number two? It made it more difficult. The last administration made it more difficult to vote. So he has now assured, or has he assured, He's questioning the, the difficulty to vote. And yet, fact checkers say the voting increased. In 2022, voting increased, even though a lot of Republican states made it a little bit harder, teensy bit harder. You had to actually write your signature in a readable way, legibly. And some of it was checked. Some, of course, was not. And we're hoping that 24 is a lot more secure. But liberals like to have open more voting, more people voting. So it's more people voting versus voting security. Uh, and the president of the United States says it's more difficult to vote. It's more difficult to vote now. It's not, it may be more difficult than during the pandemic when everybody and their pets could vote. Dead people could vote. 
foreigners could vote, your, your cat could vote. It was so easy during pandemic because nobody really checked. Now we're checking. We have some laws. Look at Mr. DeSantis putting these laws in. Might be more difficult to vote. I'm not sure the word is difficult, though. It's going to be more secure to vote. Then he says, the MAGAs, that's us. The MAGAs are telling you who you can love. Now, this is the LBGQ thing. <laughs> this, is just, this is announcing. The man's announcing to be president of the United States once more. He's telling you, the audience, that MAGAs, people like Slim Jim and I, are telling you who you can love. This is some kind of inference that he draws from some of the new laws that are coming to say, well, you, you just can't talk about and elicit talk, conversation, or lesson plans in schools. Now, DeSantis started out with K-3. to Now it's K-12. to You just can't talk about homosexuality and drag queens, and it doesn't make, uh, it doesn't make for any kind of curriculum, satisfying any curriculum. That's not the place to teach that or even talk about it. Well, it's, it's, it's part of the SEL, so social and emotional learning. But are the MAGAs telling you? So if you were to say you can't talk about homosexuality or drag shows or uh, lesbian, bi, q, t, x, love affairs, that if you can't do that, instead of your, you should be talking about two plus two, then that means MAGAs, Republicans, are telling you who you can love or not love. This is bizarre. Yes. I mean, it's just fact. It's fact. a real leap. So it's a real leap. How about banning books? This is similar. And the Republicans and MAGAs are not banning books. They're questioning books in libraries that have a lot of the things that we're implying was said in some of these lesson plans in classes now across the country, public schools. So some of these books, and I've seen them, are pushing. They're pushing gayness. They're pushing questioning of your sexual identity for kids. I've seen I've seen them in fourth and fifth grades where they're little cartoon stories, nice and sweet and cute. And all of a sudden you see these two boys are sleeping together or laying down together somewhere. I said, what? they may need to ban those books. But you're not banning books. You're taking books out of a library. Banning books is when you have a book that you're not even allowed to be in your school. These are school books, books that have been allowed to be in libraries. So it's, it's a lot to say that, that Republicans are banning books. And uh, he also talked about the Republicans' magazines are dictating women's health care. Now, I've always had this trouble with abortion. I'm not a big abortion arguer, but is abortion really health care? Is it contributing to the health of the woman? They make it act sound that way. It's because she's going to go off off of the deep end if she can't get an abortion. Well, apparently that's built into the the liberal uh, catechism. So this is the announcement. Now later in the day, he had a press conference. I'm listening to him on the on the car in the car radio press conference, and I'm not sure who, how many people were there, but he said that we've. His administration has created 12 million jobs. I said, how in the world did he come up with this number? I mean, it's just wrong. It's If he says there are people coming back to their own jobs that were created somewhere else, then the number could be, could be hyped up. It could be magnified to get up there. But he didn't create 12 million jobs. But what flipped me out the most was somebody's asking him a question about the economy and farm relations and how China relates to... I don't want to talk about China. He says, I don't care about China. Slim Jim, how in the world can a president face the world on television and tell the world, I don't care about China? 
Do you think Seth is that a true statement? I I think he said that because he's not prepared to talk about China. <laughs> I mean, it puts the lie that he says, "I don't care." It's interesting. So if we go to um, some of the, the lies he said in the past, and this is this is actually coming from CNN. CNN. Now we talk about uh, Biden, Biden's lying, but CNN they're trying to be a little antithetical. So this is from uh, last year, last last January. So CNN really doesn't put up the word lie. In fact, Washington Post is doing it too. They don't put up the word lie. It's it's claims, false claims. Now, when Trump says something that looks like a false claim, they call it a lie. Right. But these are false claims, just kind of wobbly truths. So when President Joe Biden passingly said in a voting rights speech last week that he had been arrested in the context of the civil rights movement, this is from CNN, even suggesting this had happened more than once, in fact, he said something about Mandela. He was over in Africa with Mandela, and he was arrested over there. It was a classic Biden false claim, not a lie. Grapefruiters, CNN doesn't say lie. An anecdote about his past, for which there is no evidence, prompted by a decision to ad-lib rather than stick to a prepared text. Uh-oh, whenever he ad-libs, watch out. This resulted in easily avoidable questions about his honesty. So here's another couching of terms here from CNN. Biden's imaginary or embellished stories about his own history were the most memorable falsehoods of his first year in office. They were not, however, the only ones. So I'd like to see the one about Afghanistan. Remember Afghanistan and how he couched, well, he actually lied. He told the world that the generals advised him to take the military out first and leave all the equipment behind. And so when the generals actually appeared in front of Congress, they contradicted him, didn't they? Yes, they did. <laughs> they said, no, I don't know, Joe. That wasn't me. So I'm sure Millie, had, Millie and, and Austin are people who have never lied to anybody either. But when they contradict the president, the president says, yeah, the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan was good. The way we did it was never apologized when the 13 guys get killed. The economy, he lied about the economy and he lied about the COVID-19 pandemic. So speaking of the pandemic, Many of Biden's first year speeches, this is according to CNN now. This is a year later after Biden came out around the time of the pandemic, in the middle of the pandemic. So some of his speeches were devoted to the COVID-19 pandemic. Biden was almost incomparably more accurate on this subject than Trump was, says CNN, tending to factually convey the severity of the situation rather than match his predecessor's fantastical rhetoric about how bad numbers were not actually bad numbers and how the virus would just disappear. Because they considered them lies. Everyone caught in a fog, which Fauci was contributing to, and yet they talk about Trump's lies and prevarications. But with Joe, it's just a gaffe. Well, maybe. Let's see what CNN told us about a year later. Biden made a smattering of false claims on this topic, too, not lies. False claims. At the CNN town hall in July, Biden made the inaccurate categorical promise that you're not going to get COVID if you're vaccinated. Did he know that it was a lie then? See the, see the quality of lies here. If you're vaccinated, you won't get COVID. Well, as it turns out, that, that wasn't true. But it had to turn out first. It was clear even before the emergence of the Omicron variant that vaccinated people were still getting infected with the virus, though the vaccines made them much less likely to get seriously ill. So Biden continued, if you're vaccinated, you're not going to be hospitalized. You're not going to be in the IC unit, ICU unit, and you're not going to die. This is what Biden said. Now, that sounds like he's pretty knowledgeable. He's Fauciist. 
He was a fascist. So these, ha- these outcomes happen too, though they are much less common among vaccinated people, says CNN, to cover, cover up and clean up Biden's mess. So who else is hiding Biden's lion? Well, here's WAPO, one of my favorites, Washington Post, Washington Post, Glenn Kessler, Kessler and a bunch. But uh, they did try. They tried to clean up what they did with their Pinocchios. Remember the Pinocchios? They got rid of the Pinocchios because those were lions. Now, there's different levels of lying. I mean, there's lying where you sure look nice in that dress, baby, when really you wonder who bought it for. I don't know. doesn't look good. How about when you go to see a doctor and you keep something from your grandma? You know she's dying in a year and you come out there. Are you going to tell her that? So there's lies of omission. There's lies of commission. There's malignant lies. And there are dirty lies. And there are important lies. So here's an important lie because Trump is going to be handling this Georgia case pretty soon. This is in 2020. So among the most notable falsehoods of President Biden's first 100 days in office was his claim, which he made three times, that Georgia's controversial Republican-backed election law has shortened voting hours. I just heard him say it again recently. Biden says they're closing the polls at five o'clock to keep the people of color down. So they will restrict the black vote because, of course, all the, the black people are working and they can't make it to the polls by five. This is just an out-and-out lie. I mean, there's no, there's no way to, there's no, there's no whopper. There's no Pinocchio. There's no false claim. This is a malignant lie. So WAPO goes on to say the claim was one of two uttered by Biden to earn the fact checkers for Pinocchio rating. Since then, they've gotten away from these ratings and the fact checkers because there's so much, so much vagueness, so many gray areas. So they're, they're going to give Biden credit for being a little gaffy. He's a little gaffy, not goofy, but gaffy. But it's not an intentional malignant lie. No, he won South Carolina. He won South Carolina because he came up with this story about Nelson Mandela, who got Jim Clyburn's attention. And Jim Clyburn and the NAACP got Joe back on track back in 2020. And then he was off to the races. He lost in Iowa. He lost in New Hampshire. He goes down to South Carolina. And he tells this story. This is from Joe Concha's book. Great book. The Truth About Joe Biden's Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Presidency. Joe Concha, from North Jersey, by the way. From Wayne, right near you. Right. You and your, your past. My brother lives in Wayne. His brother lives in Wayne. And so here's Joe, Joe, Joe Concha with the book called Come On, Man. So... He writes this, but perhaps the best part about Biden and the coverage of him is this notion that he likes some kind of white combination of Martin Luther King Jr. and Muhammad Ali. This was most evident when he attempted to claim that he was arrested in South Africa as he fought to see Nelson Mandela. This is February 11, 2020. This is Concha's book. This day, 30 years ago, Nelson Mandela walked out of prison and entered into discussion about apartheid. I had the great honor of meeting him, says Joe. I had the great honor of being arrested with our U.N. ambassador on the streets of Soweto trying to get to see him on Robbins Island. Joe Biden said the president, well, future president. This is when, this is 2020. No, this is after he's elected. No, that's before. Before he's elected. February 2020. February 16th, he said, after Mandela got free and became president, he came to Washington. He came to my office. He threw his arms around me and said, this is when he was vice president. Mandela said, I want to say thank you. I said, you are, you are thanking me for Mr. What are you thanking me for, Mr. President? He said, you tried to see me. You got arrested trying to see me. This is Joe Biden saying this in, in conscious book. All, period, of, period, this, 
period, never, period, happened, period, writes Joe Concha. <laughs> For if it did, one would think Biden's memoir would have mentioned something as monumental as a U.S. senator, oh, he's one of senator, attempting to see the leader of the movement to end South African apartheid being arrested in a foreign country. The memoir, his book, Joe's book, never does. So he won South Carolina. He won Jim Clyburn. And he won the NACP and probably won the national election because of that conversation. Those lies. Let me go to see what the Washington Post says about President Trump's lies. Fact checkers database of the false or misleading claims made by President Trump. So we're going to compare Joe Biden's lies to what the Washington Post says are lies by President Trump. So most repeated claims. Now, they got away from lies. They're, they're sliding off. They're getting a little yeah, softer. Claims. Well, right. it's claims. No, it's, it's, it's phony claims, most repeated claims. Actually, it doesn't even say phony. It says most repeated claims to assume that a claim is then untrue. But a claim can be perfectly true. It could be. It's, it depends on how it's, it eventuates. So there, this is Washington Post again. We also built, the, this is the Washington Post, and they're quoting Trump. Most repeated claims. Number one, we also built the greatest economy in the history of the world, powered by these policies. We built the greatest economy in the history of the world, repeated over and over. And so WAPO says, this is Trump's favorite false claim. So there should be no surprise he said it twice in his farewell address. So as they go down and belittle his false claim, you wonder what they would grade it as, because he said it's the greatest economy. So all they do is talk about the GDP. The GDP grew 4.5% while Trump was president. But geez, back in the 50s, it grew 4.7%. So it may not have been the biggest GDP expansion, but certainly the greatest economy in history could be said to be the biggest employment, the big, the biggest number of people getting paychecks. The unemployment, unemployment was down through the floor. Black unemployment was up. Number of people working was way up. So when you say you are lying when you said it's the greatest economy in the history of the world, you can't prove that it's untrue. I just just can't see it. Now it's down to one point one. Well, it's GDP. just it's just not true. This is not true. It's just now it's today. Yeah, today yeah, well today and so is that. But the inflation yeah. was there any inflation when Trump was no? All right, here we go. We just got seventy five million votes, and that's a record in the history of the, the history of sitting presidents. So. When he says 75 million, Washington Post comes back and says, no, that's a lie. He only got 74 million. <laughs> but did you see Trump was talking to Steve Bannon yesterday on um, Real America's Voice? And he said he got 12, no, 11 million, 11 million more votes in 2020 than he did in 2016. And the Washington Post says, that this is this is illicit, that he didn't have a record economy. And so who's lying here? Who's lying? All right, one of the things we're very proud of is the selection of almost 300 federal judges and three great Supreme Courts. So Washington Post quarrels with that because they say, no, they had more, more judges were appointed by Bill Clinton and Bush. But he said, we have very proud of the selection of almost 300 federal judges. But they may have been conservative judges. So he's proud of their conservative judges. Three great Supreme Court justices. Who did more? Maybe there were more, but three conservative judges. How about tax cuts? They blame Trump for lying about tax cuts. We also got tax cuts, the largest tax cut in reform in the history of our country by far. And 
Really, that's, that's one issue. They talk about the numbers, the square numbers, the fact number, not percentages. If you're doing the same percentage, of course, rich people are going to be taxed less. What, percentage-wise? Percentage-wise, but give them more. <laughs> they're supporting the country. The one percenters take care of 50% of the taxes. So Libs say he didn't tax the rich enough. Who's lying, Trump or Washington Post? So when we go back and see the balance. What's the balance? The balance here is who's selling the American people lies, malignant lies, intentional lies, lies like I'm going to take care of black people because they got arrested with Mandela in Africa. Who's going to sell the lies that you're going to get, you're not going to get sick if you take the jab? Who's telling the lies about I don't care about China? How in the world can you tell the American people I don't care about China? It's unbelievable the lies that come from this man and the people who cover them up. Because when I went to see the papers, I always do, what papers carried the the, the, the recitation? Because he's reading this stuff, a lot of this stuff. But then when he says, I don't care about China, he goes off the rails. What newspaper carried that? Who was hiding Biden's line? This is P. Norman Grant with Slim Jim. And join us again when we have another Grapefruit Agenda. You can take a slice, you can take the whole thing, but squeeze one in, the grapefruit agenda.